You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 129. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor, and it is great to be with you today. Today's episode is a tale of two decades. But before we get to the topic of the day, I was taking a little trip down memory lane last night when I was trying to fall asleep. And I remember vividly what it was like soon after college. I got married pretty early, had a child pretty early, wasn't making a lot of money, was but was spending a lot of money. And I remember the weight of the world on my shoulders every day because I knew enough and trust me I didn't know that much I knew enough that I needed to start saving for retirement I read enough articles that said social security wasn't going to take care of all of my needs when I retire so if I ever want to retire I ought to start saving money however I didn't have money to do it At the time, my wife and I were not on the same page when it came to money. At the end of the month, all the money was gone. There was no 401k plan to save in. And I just felt like I was drowning in debt and drowning in a negative net worth. I thought to myself, Scott, you are never going to get out of this mess. You are never going to retire. You are never going to balance the monthly budget. You are going to work until you cannot stand any longer. I mean, I really, really, really thought that's how my life was going to go. But fortunately for me, things changed. Things turned around. I started building up more confidence in what I could do with my life. I started making more money. I started developing a plan. I started saving. And every day I felt a little bit better. And so when I look at those 10 years right after graduating from college and then Fast forwarding the next 10 years after that, they were drastically different. They were so different. The first 10 were filled with anxiety and the next 10 were filled with hope that I would be able to retire, that I was doing the right things, that I was acting like a financial steward. So if you're feeling the anxiety and the weight of the world on you because you feel like you're not making those those right financial moves, I'm telling you right now, that you have the ability to turn it around and I am living proof. You know, on a a much 
narrower scale since we all suffer from recency bias. It's kind of like during the year when I'm working out or when I'm not working out. So it's the tale of the year. It's not the tale of the decade. The tale of the year goes like this. I start the year, I'm working out really good. I'm eating really, really good. I am losing weight. I am feeling great. And I drive by Dunkin' Donuts and I think to myself, I am never going to have a donut ever again. And then one day, three months into the year, six months into the year, who knows, but it's like I snap. Stop exercising as much or at all. Stop eating healthy. Start eating whatever I want, whenever I want. Stop at Dunkin' Donuts most days. In those days, I say to myself, I don't think I can get through a day ever again without having a donut. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. A tale of two decades. And what I mean and what we're going to talk about now for the topic of the day is the stock market. And I'm talking about the first decade of the 21st century, that from 2000 to 2009. And the second one, starting in year 2010, that's just about coming to a close. And when we look at these two decades, it has reinforced for investors some timeless market lessons. One thing we know is that returns can vary sharply from one period to another. Holding a a broadly diversified portfolio, that kind of portfolio that I talk about episode after episode can help smooth out the swings and focusing on the known drivers of higher expected return like small and value and profitability can increase the potential for long-term success. I mean, that's what we're after. Long-term success, setting up our family, being a family steward, setting up our family and give us the best chance for success. Having a sound strategy built on the principles and sticking through it. Yes, discipline in the good times and the bad can be an extremely rewarding investment approach. However, my friends, it does require a ton of discipline. The discipline that I talked about in the last couple of episodes, and really I should be talking about discipline every single episode. Because what we're going to do now is we're going to look at the the decade, the first decade of the 19th century, and now one that's coming to a close. And looking at something like the S&P 500 over the last 20 years, the S&P 500, the index, the largest 500 companies in the United States, these two decades were the best of times and they were the worst of times. For the S&P 500, the largest U.S. stocks, the worst came first. I mean, I talk about the lost decade, but from January 2000 through December 2009, it was so disappointing for anyone holding just that asset class of the largest 500 stocks. In fact, that asset class delivered on average negative 1% per year. 
through the decade. Sure, we had the bubble, we had the Great Recession, the S&P 500 went up and down, but it averaged negative 1% per year. You start with a million on January of 2000 and you end the end of 2009 with $900,000. It was certainly the worst of times. You would have been better off in cash than in the S&P 500. And this is an index that the decade before averaged 10% per year. And the long-term average since the early 1920s, this index has averaged 10% per year. Now, keep in mind, this is an index. This is not an investment. We're just talking about the indexes here. However, you, me, as a family steward, we're not going to invest in one asset class, the S&P 500. We know that we need to be broadly diversified. We know that we need to look to the drivers of return, of higher expected return. And it proved to be right through the first decade of the 19th century. S&P 500 averaged negative 1% per year. Large cap value averaged over 4% per year. Small company U.S. stocks averaged almost 9% per year, according to the index. International value averaged a little over 7%. International small value averaged over 13% per year during the decade. And emerging markets averaged almost 11% per year during the first decade of the 19th century when the largest 500 companies in the United States averaged negative returns. All of these other asset classes produced positive returns and in some cases, great positive returns. So if we had a balanced portfolio where we would be holding 20% of our stock portfolio in the largest 500 companies, but we had all of these other asset classes working for us, guess what? Our portfolio during the bubble in the Great Recession didn't average negative returns. It averaged almost 7% per year. A great difference. But let's flip the script. Let's look at the second decade, the one that's about to close from 2010 through the end of 2019. I'm telling you, quite a different story. It's looked, it was the worst of times for the S&P 500 during the last decade. And it seems as though this decade, it is the best of times. When we look at total return, that S&P 500 that was dragging all decade has more than tripled this decade. And when we look at those average returns, the S&P 500 has done the best. Averaged this decade 13% per year. When large cap value index was averaging 12% or just under. Small cap index, a little over 12%. International value, only 5%. International small cap value, about 6.5%. And those emerging markets, just over 4%. The script is flipped. And this is what's happened to many of us 
is we fall for the recency bias. When I look at people's 401k plans, I can't tell you how many of them are tilted towards this larger U.S. companies. And it's hard for me to explain to them that, yes, in the last five or so years, it was great to be in all large cap. That's awesome. Your returns were grand. But don't forget what it was like the decade before. And don't think that it's going to continue because the script will flip again. Being concentrated in one asset class is never a good idea. And we tend to be concentrated in the asset class when it's doing the best. But we get in it late and then the script gets flipped and we're still in this asset class that now goes tanking. So what do we do? As an investor, as a family steward, what do we do? We go back to the sound principles. We take a long-term approach. We know that any one-year period, three-year period, five- or ten-year period, there's not a lot of data points. It doesn't tell a good story. We want many years of data to construct a portfolio. So why don't we take these two decades and combine them and now we're looking at almost 20 years of returns. Not something that I, that I advise. 20 years is a long period of time, but I like to look at 30 years. But we can look at 20 here because this is well, a podcast called The Tale of Two Decades. And as family stewards, we need to take a long-term perspective. So let's look at the performance of the stock market since the year 2000, where we have almost 20 years of data, because the data I'm giving you is through June of 2019. So this is 19 and a half years of data. The S&P 500, we know, had negative returns the first decade, averaged over 13% the second decade. So when we average it all together, the S&P 500 has averaged 5.65%. How does that compare to these other asset classes that I try and drive through your head that you need to have as a family steward? Well, the large cap value index, 7.84%. Much, much better than the S&P 500 index at 5.65, over 2% better. You might not think 2% is a lot, but let me tell you, compounded year after year after year, it is huge. What about the small cap index? S&P 500, 5.65%. The small cap index, almost 10.5% on average, looking at the two decades. 8.86% in decade one, 12% in decade two. What about international? I see more and more people biasing their portfolio into the U.S. because international hasn't been, well, great this decade at all. It was 7% international value in the first decade. 5% in the second decade. So the average return was 6%, 6.08. 6 
Compare that to the S&P 500, 5.65%. It has actually done better the last 20 years. Although we think right now that the S&P 500 has been and will always do better than international right now. Not really the case, friends. What about international small cap value? Decade one, 13.5%. Decade two, 6.4%. Average them together, 9.96. 10% per year on average, almost double the largest 500 companies in the United States. And emerging is the last one I want to look at. Decade one, 10.97%. Decade two, 4.10% for an average of 757 well above the S&P 500. This is certainly a tale of two decades. I mean, think about your seasons of your life. Think about the decades in your life. Think about the tale of two lives that you may have. And it may have been great once and not great now, but we can flip the script on our lives and we can use that information and look at these long-term returns in the stock market and bring it back so that we can stay disciplined through our investment strategy. I mean, listen, no one knows what the next six months is going to bring. Nobody knows what the next 10 years is going to bring in the stock market or in our lives. But when it comes to being a family steward, when it comes to setting yourself up and your family for the best chance for success, we know we need to maintain patience and discipline through the bad times and the good times. I mean, we want to put ourselves in a position where we can have the greatest chance for success. And the only way we're gonna do that is if we stay disciplined, if we practice patience in not only our investments, but in our lives, in the things that we do. If I would practice better patience and have a better long-term strategy, I probably wouldn't have this belly on me right now. Relate it to what you need to in your life, but no. Know that there is no short-term fix and know that we need to stay diversified in our portfolio with companies, countries, asset classes, and these drivers of return. And if we do that, I cannot guarantee you anything, but I can say that looking through all the academic data and looking through all of these long-term returns that I think we'll be doing pretty darn good at the end of our trail. Hey, listen, if you have questions for me, find me, scott at bestandwealth.com. Go to website fortressplanninggroup.com. Schedule some time with us. But for now, I got to go. I will see you all on the flip side. Bye-bye, everyone. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.